Hi gorgeous, this is episode number 244 and the amazing Anita Nielsen is back on the show today. Hi, this is Anita Nielsen. You're listening to Heart Cells podcast with Christine Shlonsky. Enjoy. I am so super pumped to have Anita back on the show today. We're going to talk about knowing that the success coming to you is actually earned, how you can become really, really confident, what Anita has learned on their journey. I also share a little bit of mine. And um, yeah, I'm so excited to have Anita back on the show. She serves as a trusted partner to C-level leaders, providing business and sales transformation advisory services through her company, LDK Advisory services. Anita has over 20 years of experience, expertise and business acumen in the B2B technology space. And she is recognized as an industry thought leader and is the author of the amazing book, Beat the Bots, that we talked about in episode 243 called Beat the Bots. And it's about how your humanity can future-proof your tech sales career, which was also named as one of of the book authorities, best sales books of all time. So I'm so super pumped to have Anita back. Let's tune in. I am so super excited to have you back on the show, Anita. Welcome. Thank you. I'm so glad we get to do this again. I know it has been so much fun and you shared so many golden nuggets. I loved the way we talked about asking high impact questions instead of just asking questions. So you really can go into the emotions, into the why of the person you talk to and understand their motivation to potentially buy your service or product and then also figure out how you can serve them best. Exactly. And what we also talked about was the first thing you ever sold. And you seem to be like so confident all over the time. So let me ask you, have you always been that confident? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. <laughs> so I'm not one of these natural born, um, you know, personalities that's out there trying to be in the face of everyone. That's something I've very much had to work hard, hard on over the years. And I think probably in the past five years, since I've been able to be successful with my business, that's been huge in terms of helping with my confidence. And also knowing that what I'm saying is resonating with people. And I, I get a lot of confidence from that, knowing that the audience is, is supporting me and that they want to hear what I have to say. But absolutely not. That is not something that I think comes easy to me. But it just kind of goes to show that if you know that, if you know you have a weakness and you really are sensitive to it and you work hard on it, I'm so glad that you thought I come off very confident because that means that I, it's working, right? So it's one of those things where you just got to keep working at it. Yeah, yeah, it's totally working. And I also think it's working because you know what you're talking about, Yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. So I, I feel like, you know, I can be super confident and then at other times, not at all, right? It, it really depends on the situation, on how comfortable you are feeling with the topic, for example, Yes. Right. I could not discuss like, you know, some technical software mm -mm. stuff. <laughs> right, exactly. I would just sit and listen and, you know, try mm. to, to learn something. But um, yeah, I think confidence is something you can learn and you can practice, especially oftentimes I see it with entrepreneurs when they start out to put their own stuff into the world. Like now they create something that hasn't been there before. Nobody else tells them what to create, what kind of price tag to put on, who to serve. And now this kind of challenge comes up that, you know, they might think, well, am I a fraud? Is this worth 
the yes. money I'm asking for, right? It's like the imposter syndrome 100%. where we question ourselves, our self-worth, our existence, <laughs> our products, our entrepreneurial being. Um, so w what have you experienced? So it's funny. So I, when I first started to work on my book, um, I was with a team that did coaching on helping me write a book. And one of the first things I said was, I am a poster child for imposter syndrome. So team, as, as my support team, you're going to have to help me not go down that path. And so again, this goes back to, you know, once you know it, you work on it, but it's true. I mean, it wouldn't matter how much I knew and this is, you know, years back, it wouldn't matter how much I knew or how much I was um, applauded by people or how much people were appreciating me. I still always had a you know, nagging feeling like, is it, is this enough? Am I doing the right thing? Or what if it's not right? And, you know, at some point you have to just tell yourself, yeah, you are. And make no mistake when you aren't, people aren't going to buy what you're selling and people aren't going to listen to you. So there's a very clear way that you're going to know if you're failing and if you're not doing well. But when you are succeeding and people, it is resonating with people, then give yourself the credit that you did earn that. And that's, I think that's the key is knowing that the success that's coming to you was earned, not an accident. And that is a definite mind shift. I think that a lot of people, especially early on as entrepreneurs into, is that I'm, I'm earning this. This isn't something that is luck or just came by accident, it's my hard work. And that's the fruit of that labor. Yeah, it's, it's not the overnight success. Mm -mm. Nope. Yeah, yeah, I totally get that. And that's, for example, that's something I also had to work on to understand. Yeah. Like you look, I mean, you are your biggest critic. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right, And that's probably going to stay this way, which is good, but it can be challenging as well. Yeah. And so what, what gave me also more confidence is that, you know, I put something out there and then I was judging it all the time, thinking, <laughs> yes. how can I make it better? Yeah. But what surprised me is that the people that consumed the content were super, super happy exactly. and they appreciate it and they had big ahas and breakthroughs where I thought, huh. But that was, you know, that was the easy part because for me, it's easy since it's my field of expertise, but for them, it's not. Yes. And then also like watching other people's programs where you think, well, that's totally basic. I, I don't even get why you would put it in a program. Well, for other people, it's mind blowing. That's and right. just, just being open and reminding yourself that whatever you teach you're probably really, really good at it. And people yes. learning from you, they need more the beginner, the basic. Yes. Simplify, simplify is something I always say. And if I'm thinking about specifically sales professionals or entrepreneurs, if we go into a customer meeting, for example, and we're not confident about something, we set ourselves up to fail in some way, right? Because your mind is not thinking about what can I do to help this customer? Your mind is thinking, how do I not look like a fool in front of this customer? which is not the right thought process. So what I found over the years is that regardless of what you're selling, when you go into a customer and if you're confident that you're going to help them and you're sincere in that intent, then if something comes up that you don't necessarily know the answer to, you can say you don't. And I've yet to meet a customer that will say, you're stupid, right? Or think that even. They will appreciate that you told them that because one thing people know for sure is that everybody doesn't know everything. 
So it, it helps you to acknowledge that you don't necessarily know something. And I think for sales professionals, the idea of maybe not knowing the answer is where, they're, where they start to have shaky confidence. And then that just is a spiral. It'll just go down and down and down. So always know that you know, it's okay to say that you don't know something. And that, doesn't, that shouldn't diminish your self-confidence. It should empower you that you will be able to go in and sell yourself so well that saying that you don't know something is going to make that customer think better of you instead of think less of you. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And so how do, how do you deal with a no? With a no for not somebody who doesn't want to buy? Yeah. Yeah, so it, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. It's like, okay, well, help me understand. Can you help me understand for my own self-improvement and if I've done my work and if I've been who I am and genuinely cared about them, they will tell me and I'll say, I just would like to know so that I don't do the same thing again. And, um, you know, then you just take that information and you use it to help yourself get better. So that's the best way to deal with a no. And then I also, you know, even if I do, and luckily knock on a lot of wood here, I haven't had that experience recently. I mean, with the business, I have been very lucky, but I think back when I was selling and you'd get a no, I still would keep in touch with that person. And I, and sometimes the person who said no once, actually the majority of the time, the person who said no once, because I kept in touch with them, they came around, whether it was a year, year and a half, two years later, they'd come back and say, Hey, how about this? So I think it, no is just not right now. I think that's how you have to look at it. But just don't be annoying and don't be sneaky and shady. My always my disclaimer is if you go and work with a customer with the intent to help them win whatever winning means to them they will know that and then if you continue to follow up with them afterward they'll be okay with it but if you go in and act like a sleazy person a sleazy salesperson who's very self-centered and you know that you can tell wants to just get a commission check it will never work because they're telling you no because they cannot deal with that and they don't want to deal with you so do the right thing be have that positive good intent And uh, people can sense that. Yeah. Yeah. And no, no means not now. That was always like my explanation and it helped me so much because when you care about the person mm -hmm. and you care about them winning with your product or your service, of course you keep in touch. Right. Why That's wouldn't exactly. you? Right. Exactly. If they had, they had no to the moment, they didn't say no to you as a person. No. And, and with, so for some of the coaching that I do, I do coaching with companies, but I also do one-on-one -on -one with some sales professionals out there. And um, I had this one situation where I worked with, a, I had my initial conversation with the sales professional and I, I thought it went really, really well. Um, but ultimately I didn't hear back from him for a while. And so I was kind of like, hmm, I wonder what happened there. And so I sent a note and I said, hey, not nagging, just checking in with you to see if anything is going on. Is there anything I can do or answer for you? Um, and he responded, there was something else going on in his life. So he kind of got distracted, but it was just that, you know, I had to look at it as he wasn't ready at that time and he wasn't ready. And if I would have tried to force him, we both would have failed. And so in some situations, you have to know that no is the right answer because it is not right for either the buyer or the seller. And yeah. the, um, you know, a, a truly um, good salesperson recognizes and they know when to walk away because if they do a deal that is not going to benefit both parties, they will pay for it later. And that's something that's maturity that comes with time as well, knowing that, you know, you got to know when to walk away. Yeah, definitely. But what you also want to have in a sales conversation is 
you want a yes or a no because so many people are afraid of deciding one way or the other. Gosh. And with a maybe, you just waste so much time and following up. They already know they don't want to do it, but then you write an email or you call again and, and then you become that nagging person. That's right. And even if you're not, then you're being yeah. taken advantage of. This is my this is the thing that drives me bananas with some of the reps is instead of really asking and finding out where they're at, there'll be a deal that's stuck, but yet they'll keep on going back and be having lunches with these people and, you know, talking to them on a regular basis, but never understanding why they aren't moving forward. And again, that's fear. That's fear that you're going to be rejected or that there's going to be something um, that you said that didn't matter to them. And the, the trick is you have to get past that because if you are truly working to help someone, your desire to help them has to mean more to you than your desire to be selfish and to be a Afraid of being rejected. You have to be able to face that. I'll tell you, that is one of the hardest things in the world probably for sales professionals to do. Um, but it, it does, with that maturity, it, it really does make a big difference. So when is, when is a good point to, to ask that question? Yeah, that's a really good question. I think, unfortunately, I, I wish there was a straight, hard and fast answer for that. It, it does depend on the context and it does depend on the relationship as it's developing. But I think at some point, if you've done a really good job of, again, showing that intent and providing that rational, logical information that they need to have, I think at that point, it's fair to ask. You don't have to say, I mean, you don't have to make a big deal out of it. Just say, am I on the right track? Are we tracking you know, to get to a point where this is the product that you want to implement and you want to purchase? That's it. Let them, let them answer that question. You know, or, or how do you think we're doing? Right? And if you're honest, they know that you're trying to sell them something. They're not foolish. Um, it's, a, it's something that you're trying to do. And so don't be obnoxious about it. Just say, you know what, I, this is the product I want to sell you. And you've done it from a good place of intent. If it's not moving, you have to stop and ask. And you have to say, what, what do I need to do? What's missing? Right. And, and then you work from there. Yeah. And that's totally authentic, right? You're just looking for a way to make it work, to make it a win-win for mm -hmm. everybody involved. And if it can't be a win-win because they are not ready or there are some other circumstances that yes. you can't influence, give them time to breathe. Exactly. And, and sometimes, you know, it's funny, if you do that, it's amazing. If you build that relationship early on, sometimes you don't even have to get to that point where they ask. If you've been a good person and had that rapport, when they come to that realization that they're not going to buy from you, a lot of people will just say, you know what, this isn't going to work for me. You know, I, I love the time, you know, but I don't want to waste your time anymore. And that's something a customer very well could say. And you have to take that as a, a big compliment because they could have just strung you along and along and along, but instead they, they, were very honest with you and they trusted you enough to be able to say that. I think it's a totally different mindset for people to think that way. Yeah. So do you have maybe one or two tips? What can people do right now to overcome their fear of selling? Yeah. I think one of the things that you have to do is stop looking at selling as you're trying to do something to someone, right? You're trying to sell to them. That's not what it is. You have to look at selling as being someone who is going to help another person make a decision that they need to make or um, help them succeed. Because the minute you look at it that way, it changes your entire demeanor and how you approach a customer. If you're thinking about it as a paycheck or as a commission check, your behavior will automatically, because of that mindset, be one of a salesperson. And that's not who they want to buy from. So, you know, 
be real, be honest, but go in with that good intent because without that good intent, you're just another salesperson. And so I think that's the, that's the biggest thing. Make sure that you are going from a good place. Yeah, I, I love that advice. And it's so true and so valuable. People, we will, will know when you really, truly want to connect yes. and when you care. And those are usually the people we tend to buy from because we want to be honored and appreciated. And we just want to feel that love, so to speak, that That's somebody right. really deeply cares and yeah. wants to help us to win and not just saying that so they can have a better paycheck. Yeah. And that works on both sides of the equation. So just from our standpoint, if there's coaches and sales um, people that are doing sales enablement type services, one of the most valuable things that ever happened to me is the quick story. So I've been working with one of a client at a company was one of the people that I was coaching and he was doing okay. Well, then he lost a deal and it was a big deal. And so all of a sudden this person that was an amazingly high performer now lost a monster deal. And so everyone was looking at him differently and they were just treating him differently. And even the manager was not, it was just kind of like, what happened? And just badgering. And I was in the background just kind of saying, it's okay. It happened. You know, this is what we learned from it. Let's move on. And I said, this is not a reflection of who you are as a seller. It's just a reflection of that situation and what could have been done better. So flash forward like six months, they had their internal, um, it was like a sales meeting and uh, he got an award because he had, in the meantime, he had sold a big deal. And so he gets up on stage and this is one of the moments where as a coach that you live for, right? And uh, he was just talking, they gave him a second, he won a big award and they gave him a minute to talk and he just said, you know, I, Anita, I have to thank Anita. Okay, I'm a consultant, first of all, an outside person for this company. So for me, just to hear that was mind boggling. But what he said was even more important. He said, you never gave up on me. You never doubted that I could do it. Even when I did, you did it. And he's like, and that's why I was able to do this. So, I mean, anybody who knows me knows that at that point I'm crying, right? Because it's so meaningful, but it's both sides of the spectrum. You have to, you have to continue to care about people. You can't give up on them. Um, you know, when maybe they said something that didn't really make sense to you or you felt like you were rejected, don't give up. As long as you had that good relationship, they'll appreciate you. Yeah. And I think that that's is what makes a coach or mentor awesome because they see the potential and they support you um, through that journey, even yes. though that everybody else around you doesn't, yeah. right? Because the one thing happened. Um, yeah. Sales managers are looking at numbers and as coaches, we're looking at humans and we're looking at these people and what's their potential and what prevented them. And I love the way that you always talk about it, like self-development, right? I think as coaches, we help sales professionals do self development, which is something that a lot of companies don't do for them. So I think it's, um, it's, it's extremely valuable to us to know that we've helped in that journey. Yeah, beautiful. So can you share with us a book that has made a big impact in your life? And I'm sure you read a ton of books, <laughs> but what, what comes to mind when you hear that question? So probably one of the first books that really helped me, it was a leadership book. It was um, back in probably the 90s. It was um, the Seven Habits of Highly Successful People by by Stephen Covey. And, you know, when I first read, I was kind of like, this is hokey. But then as I started to learn more about it, I became very passionate about the things that were in there because it was very human um, content. And I talked about human beings and how we think. And I think that made me recognize that how I do things is is the right way. And to follow on with that was principle-centered leadership. So it kind of becomes 
if you're a good leader, you can be a good leader in sales or anything else. But those are the basic, um, you know, human things that you need to be doing, not just to be successful, but to be happy and fulfilled. And so I think that was probably a big one from a leader from early on in my career. And I went and got certified and all these things, but that still comes up today. Um, and then recently, I think I read this book, it was called um, The Transparency Sale by Todd Capone. And I I really love that one. It's very similar to some of the things we talk about, how you have to be real. So those are probably the couple that come to mind right now. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, and who hasn't read The Seven Habits? <laughs> I know. It's a, yeah. I know. Who's, but the thing is, people read it, but they don't get it. And so one yeah. of my favorite things to do is help them understand, like, what does proactive mean yeah. in their life? So. Yeah. Exactly. I'm going to put a link uh, in the show notes as well, so you can check that out. Oh, but perfect. what what really stuck with me is that those habits, when I mean, that's all of your life, like being fulfilled mm -hmm. and happy through the relationship building piece, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? And and I loved like he had so many great examples from his children uh, to his yes. wife to uh, yeah. you know like people around him. It really made a big big difference for me just getting the concept yes yeah and just the empathy the the, the way that it per portrayed empathy for me that was probably the first time I even recognized that empathy was such a powerful thing and yeah. and it is and so when you learn that it changes the world and now I mean several years ago and I always go into personal stuff but my kids were very young and I actually bought a game board that was the seven habits for children and the books wow. and to this day, I hear things from them that say, well, I was trying to be empathetic and I just, you know, you get so proud and that's exactly how I feel with sales professionals because when they learn that, it becomes such an invaluable um, lesson for them. Mm, beautiful. Which leads to the question, what does heart sells mean for you? So heart sells means for me that you're selling from a place of benevolence and, and love and joy and not from a place of self, not being self-serving. So it is going from a place of, I need to create something positive for the person. I need to create some magic in the conversations that I have with this person. So it's using your heart to guide your conversation and that ultimately will lead to the sale. Yeah, beautiful. So at the end, do you have some like parting piece of guidance uh, for our listeners? Sure. I think it's the thing that I, I always say is, you know, who you are and what you stand for are the two most important things you have in terms of differentiating, whether that's from competition or from robots. Make sure that you take who you are and what you stand for and what you learn about your customer and turn that into something that is personalized value for them that no one else can imitate. And uh, that is, I think, the real way to stay successful in sales for the, for the long term. Mm. Thank you so, so much. Again, Thank this episode you. was so packed with golden nuggets. <laughs> I love it. I love this conversation. Yeah, that's that's what we do, right? We just love sales. And I would love for the audience <laughs> to love sales as well. And right. I would say like sales is love. Yes. Because when you come from that place that you are serving and that you want them to win and you really truly support your audience, then that's all you do. You share your love. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Awesome. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. This is a great conversation. Thanks. Thank you. Well, I hope, Gorgeous, you had a really, really great episode with Anita listening to her. I feel that she has given so many golden nuggets, especially when we talk confidence, when we talk about showing up, when we talk really about owning our awesomeness and making sure that we are serving our audience and realizing that 
obviously we are some steps ahead of our audience. So something that comes natural to us, that is easy for us, might be totally mind blowing for them. So being in that chain of thought really will help you to not go into the imposter syndrome and thinking like you are faking it or you are not good enough or you don't know how to show up. It will actually help you to show up in a way so much stronger by realizing if you attract your ideal client, your soulmate client, as I call them, then you will have those clients that no matter what you say, you will deliver value with your content. So hop on over to christineschlansky.com, find the podcast tab and Anita's amazing episodes. It's episode 244, this one, and then Beat the Bots 243. And you will also find the show notes and the transcripts and all the tools and resources so you can actually get Anita's high impact questions. And also there's a link to Beat the Bots and to all of her social media handles so you can connect with Anita right away with just one click. And once you're over there, make sure you sign up for the empowerment notes. That is empowerment right into your inbox, as well as the updates on Heart Sales Podcast. Amazing content I usually do not share on social media. And yeah, all the things that are going on here at Heart Sales Academy. So you can be empowered. And I thank you so much for being here. If you know one, two, three, four amazing heart-centered entrepreneurs, make sure you share Heart Sales Podcast with them so they also can get this amazing content and you help them grow their businesses with love. Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful day wherever you are in this beautiful world. And I'm saying bye for now. Bye.